Happer and Shaper. He says I take no joy in life. I can see that. Coming at you live from Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Why? Why are you yelling at me? Whatever. Make me a bicycle clown. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer. You might want to look away for this. Mike Schaefer. My boy's wicked smart. This is Happer and Schaefer. Welcome back in. 9 o'clock hour of Happer and Schaefer. You're on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Connor Happer and Mike Schaefer with you. NFL reaction, overreaction coming up here in just a little bit. A few things I want to get to here. First, Nebraska women's basketball. Winners again last night to move to 9-0 on the young season. Coming back home for the first time in three weeks on Saturday when they play Indiana State. And potentially, if they get that done, could jump into the top 25 beginning next week. Potentially. Not not quite sure yet. Um, so, just here's the update, I suppose. They, they won last night on the road against Minnesota. Any Big Ten road win is going to be uh, important for any team trying to make the NCAA tournament or beef up resume or whatever you're looking at. And then seeding, of course, in the, in the Big Ten tournament, which... As it looks right now, Nebraska is going to be involved heavily in. Um, so you're. I was waiting for this moment for Nebraska women's basketball. Sam Hybe's been their best player for really the last two or three years since she's been around. Um, she controls the game. Um, she controls the pace and stuff like that. But really, it's been the Jazz Shelley and Izzy Bourne show for the first few weeks of the season. Last night, they needed her. In the third quarter, you know, in the fourth quarter, late, last three minutes of the game, and guess what? She took over. So that's what I was waiting for. For like, you know, kind of what's going on here? Um, can't does she still have that gear? Um, and you know, what is the presence of everybody else being able to score around her? Kind of do for her. Um, and you know, it, it wasn't a pretty stat line for the entire game. She went four of fourteen, but scored thirteen points, and I think ten of them were in the fourth quarter. So we're waiting for that. I was anyway uh, last night, and it showed up in a big road win at Minnesota. Nine and O. Nine and O start. Yeah, that was a. I didn't. I had that game on. I didn't watch like intently, but it's one of those things you can't help but notice. They get out to a pretty good lead against Minnesota. Minnesota claws all the way back. They basically just continued to find ways to stay just in front there uh without giving it all the way up so um you need i mean we talk about with nebraska men's sports a lot like being able to close out games that's exactly what they did last night closer and uh bring her in give them quite a bit of confidence going forward i am impressed by how deep they play Mm -hmm. by the way like they get a lot of people on the court they they still haven't really you know pared it down i mean early in the season they're not playing very good competition it's like all right well you know is this is a ten person rotation? Or is it going to be eight by the time it's all said and done? I mean, they're they're all still getting pretty meaningful minutes when it when it you know when the game's on the line. They, the game was never out of reach for them last night, and they went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve teams. Yeah, <laughs> and and some of those minutes are you know 
at the end of a half. But some of Still. them are some of them are for a, a specific per like Ani Stewart for for example. I mean, she'll come in if they need a real boost on offense, and they'll say, "Shoot some threes." Yeah, let it fly. Yeah, <laughs> let it go because she's she brings a different presence to what they're normally used to um, down low in the post, and and Michael Caton coming in and playing really good defense and and making a couple shots in the meantime. They they have like that's what you want to see too. I'm glad you mentioned that because they have a they have a really good starting lineup and and they know what they're going to get from that, but. Then what you're looking for on the bench is very specific things that you can, you can pay roles, each you know? players mm. to do, and uh, they have that. I don't know. It's it's got a really good feel and look for it right now. I'm no, gonna... I I'm looking forward to getting over to a game here. Um, the schedule is not conducive with my schedule. I don't know why they didn't consult me. But Join us. We'll figure it out. Uh, Ken Lincoln said they could be 14 and 0 before Iowa comes down. Five of the next six at home at Michigan State on the road. The Big Ten gets tough, obviously, but. Yeah, if you're not if you're not looking down the line right now and saying, "Wow, how long could this go?" Um, you're uh, you're not dreaming. So start dreaming for Dream Nebraska big. women's basketball. Maybe they'll be maybe they'll jump into the top twenty five next week, and people will really really jump on board. That's been a really fun start, a good storyline to kind of counteract what we have going with Nebraska men's basketball right now. Who does play tonight against Michigan? Um. Not not too doom and gloom about it. A little doom and gloom about the season at the moment. Um, but, by the way, join us at Barry's from 3 to 6 as we get you ready for uh, the game tonight, which tips at 6, which is extremely exciting. We'll be down at Barry's uh, starting at 3 with DP shows. So, come on down. I'll, I'll drop by for the first Oh, probably right before four or something like that, and then walk on over to the game in the in the blistering cold. That's I wouldn't say blistering yet. We're it not- definitely feels like there's a uh, a shift the last couple of days because it had been so nice for like that one week. Yesterday was a bit of a shock, and then like the, with it's the like, oh yeah, this is cold. what December is supposed to yeah to kind of feel like. Yesterday was a big a bit of a shock. This is why I have all those clothes that I wear for layers. Although, if you look, I'm just looking at it now. Speaking of weather. So you trying to decide whether it's going to be a white Christmas or not? Uh, we don't have that on the on the ten day quite yet. Um, but not bad over the next couple of days, and then a potential snow chance on Friday, like a light snow, nothing that'll probably hang on for too long. But then pretty nice again next week. Yeah, the bounces right back. It feels like we kind of do this every year where we don't allow the winter to really set in completely. And so, I'm okay with it. I've I have this theory. Oh, I love that, a weather theory. Um the the calendar like the weather calendar, everything that we knew as kids, we just need to push it out a month. So, why would this be? So basically, I'll use this as an example. Like September is really hot now. It didn't really seem like it used to be that way. September is what August used to be. October is what September used to be. So, like, it's cold, but it's not like it's snowing. So, I don't really, know. I just, I feel like we're a month behind what it always used to be. I don't, I guess I never tracked it as a, as a kid of what, what, I when feel it like you, up. I don't know, maybe I'm just weird, but I feel like you always had a sense of, like, what a month felt like for the most part. Maybe. I mostly tracked it around, like, could I play, it was basically pretty binary for me. Could I play baseball? Could I not play baseball? That was pretty much it. At what point did you reach the you could not play baseball? Uh, like 
mid to late November. Okay. And then you could play baseball in like mid to late March. If you were really pushing yeah. it out. I just feel like everything's off a month. So I was always so mad because baseball season ended like in in August. And I was like, why did we just give up September, October? We're not doing anything. And then I realized football was a thing. Yeah. And that, you know. And that just takes over Yeah, entirely. it started taking over, yeah. It was basically just like baseball just and baseball has such an unceremonious finish. I didn't play I didn't play football until middle school and then they started like practicing in the in like late summer and I'm like, "Oh, this is what people do." <laughs> Got it. It's the worst. The the no, of, I, that's that's how my count that's how my brain worked. Yeah, for me the start of like padded football practices in August was just the worst. I hated. Oh, it, it was horrible. I had just no, yeah. no enjoy. Like there's and then, you, and then if you play in high it. school, you play you, you do two a days in July. Yeah, yeah wait, July. Absolute yeah. disaster. Hated it so much. It's very, very evident why I was never going to be a valuable. Why member. is Rico looking at us so weird? Because he's weird. I, I guess he seems to be confused about what we're saying. Are we? Are we wrong about this? Okay. Maybe he's just thinking about this for the first time. I don't know. Could be. Uh, Corey says, know. the Longview Meteor, I, I love when a text starts like this. I don't think we've ever had a text like start like this before, but I like it. The Longview Meteorological meteorological outlook for this year is the same as last year. We're supposed to get crushed with snow in February and March. Yeah, see, it's all pushed back. It used to be January and February. Mm. Now it's, I feel like March is not. March? Are you saying March is February? Yeah, now? March is just a worthless month for the most part. Yeah, it, you it, only get like a couple good days. Okay, in it there. has shifted that way. Yeah, it has shifted that way. So maybe that's how I should have started the example. I just needed a specific example. Yeah, I usually start it with. How, I used to think January is the worst, and now February is pretty rough. Yeah, yeah February is awful. Yeah, it's, that's about as bad as it gets. Um, no, I should have. I should have started. I started with the August thing because my largest complaint for weather as an adult is that fall is really just two weeks. Like, you get two weeks of, like, the 60-degree days, and it's nice. We had a great fall this year. Yeah, we fine. had a great long fall this year. It took, like, you had 80-degree days all it's the way to the It's kind of still going. It's kind of still going. Yeah, I mean, this is this is kind of like you just have to repurpose. Now fall goes into December. Winter really kind of starts, like, January, mm. and then it goes until April. Mm. That's the worst part. Yeah. That's the worst part. March is the worst month, I think. For weather. Shout out to Nebraska baseball for scheduling 20 home games. Yeah. At- <laughs> Which I will I will be in attendance for those. You covering baseball this year? No. You're I'm just going to games. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Excellent. I think I'm I, I was going to say, are, season tickets, are we so. getting Michael Bruns off the baseball beat? It seems no. impossible. I, he lives for the Tuesday like, afternoon, March, real feel, 29 degrees games. He'll retire in 30 years if such a thing is even allowed anymore for people to retire. Yeah. Uh, and then he'll just cover baseball even after he's retired. He's on the Mike Babcock plan? Yeah. Awesome. Really, there's some similarities there, for sure. <laughs> Minus the... I love when Mike's around. He's, I would love to see Brunt start bringing out some Grateful Dead shirts. Yes. Like, uh, really you, just lean into it. You know he's in there. They're in there somewhere. Anyway, basketball. Which, I don't know how we, how we got to that point. Uh, basketball tonight against Michigan. Michigan is not... I, at least at this point, they're not um, horrifying. You know, they 
they they've lost a couple games to good teams in a pretty large fashion. They also lost to Seton Hall, the very first, the inaugural, the inaugural uh, contract extension fade game with Seton Hall after Jawan Howard got his. Uh, ex- that was on November sixteenth. Um, and they have their little two-game Big Ten spurt here with Nebraska and Minnesota, something that they probably view as favorable for their schedule. Uh, one away and one home. The one away, of course, is tonight. It's a team that struggled with turning over the ball um, and shooting free throws a little bit. Obviously, the 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 guy of note is, is Hunter Dickinson. How do you deal with that? What Nebraska has done in the past is they've just – completely crashed in on whatever big man that they were going against uh, and kind of allowed the team that they are playing to get pretty solid looks from three uh, to varying success over the years. Uh, You can think of a couple notable times in which it has worked. Luca Garza in 2019, um, the big guy for Purdue that same year, I think they they beat them that way as well. Purdue had a horrible Isaac night shooting. Haas, Haas yeah, Harms. No, it was Harms. Harms, one of the seventeen guys. Yeah, I think it was Harms. They cracked. AJ Hammond. They just totally crashed down and was like, "You're not beating us tonight." And I think honestly that that looks like a pretty solid plan. Obviously, you'd like Nebraska to be a little bit more equipped to handle these circumstances, uh, but they are not at this moment, and they are really centrally focused around Dickinson at the moment. So. Um, that could yield good results. It's hard to predict because a, you don't know what that's going to get. It comes down to them making shots and they're probably going to get pretty good looks. And B, we really haven't seen Nebraska be at all what we think they could be on the offensive end from a shooting perspective, even though they have a tough time with the organizational piece, like how, how does the offense work and what kind of, what kind of looks are we creating? Even when they do get to that point, they're they're still not making the shots. So, theoretically, could it be the night that Nebraska, you know, makes a couple of them early and they feel good about themselves and and keep that rolling? And they, you know, and Michigan has an off night. Yeah, it could be. I find myself really curious about Bryce McGowan's tonight specifically because it'll be the second Big Ten game, second kind of larger opponent, maybe a more physical opponent. Like what? What do we see from him? Where does he kind of have to grow his game from now going against NC State and then going against Indiana and now you have Michigan? Like I, this is a huge Bryce game tonight because yeah. he's going up against a guy who looks a lot like him on the other side and yeah. a top recruit in, in Caleb Houston. Um, just another classic Michigan wing. You know, he's yep. he's, he's he's a little bit bigger, um, but you know, he's six eight. You know, he's but he 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 doesn't operate with the basketball in his hand quite as much as Bryce will. Probably not asked to. Well, yeah. Bryce shades a little bit closer to a guard than he mm-hmm. does a forward. Um, but I think that's kind of the matchup for him tonight. And I, you know, maybe there'll be some NBA scouts in the building, stuff like that, to take a close look at that matchup one on one because I think it's uh, yeah. it's something that we could see next year at the professional level. I I hope that he is aggressive, but also smart while being aggressive, like. He settled for some long threes against Indiana that he probably didn't need to take or that the team didn't necessarily need him to take. Uh, so I, I hope that we don't just get that tonight. Because yeah. I, I think that, you know, I, I think that he has to evolve quite a bit as the season goes along. Like, a lot is being asked of him. 
And so watching how he chooses to attack, how he'll pick his spots, that's kind of like the game inside the game for me tonight, uh, specifically with Bryce McGowan. Houston, um, for Michigan, I was just talking about him. Five-star on the 24-7 sports composite last year, the number 11 player in the country. Wow. And he, how has he been playing so far? Not great. Not great. He is. That is not how I knew his name was spelled. Houston. Yeah. He's from Canada. He's from Canada. That is correct. Do we think he's friends with Delano Banton? Has to be. And Drake. He runs with that whole crew. Yeah. Which means Hanif Cheatham. Oh, that's right. The Delano Banton, Drake, Hanif Cheatham crew. I forgot about that. Weird crew. Not uh, the crew I would have guessed. October's very own. Uh, Caleb Houston, the number 11 recruit in the country last year, uh, a few spots ahead of Bryce McGowans, who came in at number 29 on the 24-7 sports composite. Also, Hunter Salas in at 21. Hunter Salas has had a nice uh, start to his career. By the way, another Michigan guy on here, Musa Diabate. Mm-hmm. Not exactly sure how to pronounce that yet, uh, but he actually has been a hit kind of for them. Houston hasn't been great, um, but Diabate has been a little bit better for them. He's kind of their second most reliable guy at this point. So they're talented as as they ever are, um, and they'll certainly get better as the season goes along. But right now it looks like a lot of Hunter Dickinson and not a lot else. So if you're going to catch him, you got to catch him early, <coughs> and it's early. Yeah. So if Nebraska shoots it tonight, they'll be in uh, they'll be in halfway decent shape. That's the other thing. I mean, it's not completely impossible to, for them to come out and have like a 40, 45% night from three, and you get a little bit more from CJ Wilcher and Tominaga and some of those guys. So what do we think about uh, what do we think about the crowd tonight? Pretty sleepy, I would guess. I would guess so too. I but... thought it was an eight o'clock game, and now I realize it's a six o'clock game. So that uh, that. That probably will help, I think, because... The sleepiness? Well, no, it'll it'll combat the sleepiness a little bit. Oh, gotcha. Because I think you'll get more people that are willing to, especially if they work downtown or they can just go directly from work to the game. You don't have that like weird in-between time where you either have to go like hang yes. out before the game or you have to psych yourself up to go to an 8 o'clock game. It's going to get over at 10. You'll get home at like... 10 30 for for the environment i actually think i like the eight o'clock a little bit better just because it's usually a little drunker well and if that nebraska ends up was well. better yes i completely agree with you the fact that i think people yeah i i don't maybe it's a little bit more conducive to just showing up this, but like i have a lot of friends that are like diehard nebraska basketball people they're checking the out. way that this season is being talked about and the just general disinterest in how they both play and how it has played out, it is pretty alarming. Yep. Like in a in a very different way than the football apathy sets in. Like this is these are people who sat through like the terrible part of the Doc Sadler years, the Barry Collier years, the you know, like I I think some real spirit is broken is going on in this basketball fan base. Well, it's it's one thing to be bad. And it's another thing to be bad when it's a bunch of guys in the roster who you don't know. Right. You're not you're not really familiar with. You can't say, "Hey, we do this we do this thing really well." Um, you know, it like the things that the 
the quality that those teams had over the years while it wasn't being good at basketball particularly, it was being likable. And I don't know that this is an unlikable group, but you don't really know them. And, and almost all of that is due to the pandemic and their lack it also added with their lack of success over the last couple of years and turning over the roster. But it's um it's tough to buy in when you just you're not sure what to expect on a nightly basis. So I I yeah. I think I I don't know. I think that's it. Well, and then it's just like the third straight year of a complete roster turnover and it doesn't feel like it's any better. Um you know, I I just think that people are really tired of going to the events and watching Nebraska lose. Yep. And it's at some point you hit a breaking point and you're just like I don't need to do this anymore. Well, and think about the way we just talked about this game. Like, eh, it could be the night if Nebraska shoots it. And then where's yeah, I mean, your confidence no, that they're going to no shoot it? Confidence in this program. Right. There, there can't be. There can't be. So. They're, they're, as as we've ran through before, they're not physically good enough to really go toe to toe with anybody in the league. So, in order to in order to make up that lack, what you lack there is. You're just gonna have to shoot it yeah. on a nightly basis, and they—I they, think they've gone—they've gone full. I mean, you saw Tominaga in the starting lineup the last game. I think that's a, a signal. Is like, look, that's our path. That's where we're going here, um, and we'll see if they if they change things up at all in that regard tonight. But maybe you're counting the time until Trey McGowan's can get back, um, which it's still probably what mid January. Yeah, you're a month away, so. And at that point, you might be so far buried. You'll have most of the Big Ten still in front of you. I mean, all, almost all of the Big Ten still in front really? of you. Really? If it's mid-January? If it's mid-January, then you will have Probably missed... have half the Big Ten season over. From you? what... Um, I know Robin wrote this the other day, but I, I think he mentioned or passed along that they might be targeting Michigan State, which is January 5th at this point. That seemed a little optimistic for the timeline that we were initially given, but um, if they... if I mean, that's the second... That's the fourth conference game. That's the second real conference game in that swing of games. So maybe you're just counting down the time until then. Either way, it's it's a tricky stretch right now for Nebraska basketball, and you hate to go through it without McGowan's, but that's what they're doing. Um, so let's see. Shoot the lights out tonight, get people back on board, and then you go to uh, Atlanta on Saturday morning. 10.30. 10.30 tip against Auburn. Now I'll be watching that in some random bar in Minneapolis. It's a, hey, it's a good point from uh from, from the text line. They shot it against Colorado. They sure did. I don't know what happened. Man, I do not I mean, know. That's another part of that, the that that could be one of the biggest one of the weirdest things ever, man, about like out of all the things with Nebraska basketball, we could pull out the whole hey Remember that year where we were kind of hyped up for Nebraska basketball? We were really excited to see what they were going to do. They brought in a five-star recruit, and then they had this exhibition game against a Power 5 team, and they looked great. And then it was completely dysfunctional after that. What happened there? What happened there? The Western Illinois game was one of the worst experiences of a live sporting event in a while. Just a total opposite of that whole feeling from the Colorado game. Colorado, by the way, six and three. So maybe they're not that good. I mean, maybe they're yeah, maybe they're just not that good. 
Um, they lost to UCLA, Tennessee, and also Southern Illinois, which is not great on a neutral court. Um, they do play Kansas coming up. Excuse me. So really, they only have like one loss where it's like. A- so if you are uh, if you're Colorado watching, that's your that's your update on them. That that is one of the weirder things. They they played genuinely very well in that game. I they I felt like a lot of close games. I felt like Colorado was pretty sleepy that morning. Yeah. It was an 11 a.m. Sunday exhibition tip. I felt like they were kind of sleepy, but Nebraska had it clicking that day. Yeah, no doubt. Weird. Um, off the text line, Michigan has uh, from Shane and Lincoln. Michigan has a big guy. Spreads only seven on uh, on the gambling website that I'm looking at. What am I missing? I think he eats us alive. Uh, yeah, his name is Hunter Dickinson, and he is good at basketball, and as well as on, on top of being. Seven feet tall, seven one actually. Um, so yeah, I think the I think the plan is for Nebraska to just crash in on him and see what else anybody else does. Um, like I said, that's worked to varying degrees of success. But if you if if you see seven foot one against Nebraska, talented seven foot one guy against Nebraska, you usually don't like. How was it going. the was it the twenty seventeen eighteen team that absolutely just ran Michigan out of a gym? Yep. Yeah, that was the the non NCAA tournament team that yeah. should have went to the NCAA tournament. I, yeah. you know, that was a that was, was a, a fun night. lovely night. Yeah, because Mo Mo Wagner Wagner Wagner. No, they said they Wagnered him. I know, I know. It was uh, it was a great. I think they won that game by like twenty yep. plus points. Yeah, and then lost to him in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, got smoked by him in the Big mm-hmm. Ten tournament by almost the same like yeah count. But no, that was a great night. Out of all the nights over the last, you know, handful plus years here, that was one of the good ones. Michigan, Seton Hall, Creighton. I would say Kansas was. Kansas was a great night too, even though they um, lost it. Obviously, Wisconsin. Yep. All of those uh, not coming within the last three seasons. So, uh, Corian Lincoln says, "I think people are checked out because we thought this could work with Hoiberg for sure, and now it's very difficult to see how this could work." Tired of losing all the time in both sports. I mean, yeah, maybe it's just the long picture, the you know the big picture. Like you, you had to, you had to at least be thinking about that coming into this year. But the, I think the main thought was, hey, well, you know, he'll get his guys in here, and we'll kind of see how it rolls out after that. I, I and think- now that he's he's got a roster full of his guys, and I think that that's kind of. We were told, at least before yeah. the season, this is closer to how they want it to look, um, and it hasn't necessarily been good. Yeah, that's a bit of a gut punch. I just feel like it's some of it is that it's just marginally better than what was already bad, so it's just hard to feel good about any of those marginal improvements. Yeah, like I, I don't doubt that this current team is better than last year's team, which I didn't doubt was better than the team before. The problem is the standard or the bar is so low – that the incremental improvement doesn't feel like it's that What's much. What's worse, uh, a bunch of short-term gut gut punches or the one when it finally hits you like, oh, this might not actually work at all? Yeah, well, the, I the think long-term the, gut punch. the bunch of the short ones just create that like yeah. mentality of, oh, yeah, this isn't, you know. I, I don't know when people arrive on that to their to themselves, but I was there with the. It Western, always hits you at some point. Well, the Western Illinois game, it was basically like, I mean, how did you get to this? 
And then why, you know, I can't flush that. Like, I can't flush the way they played completely because they can do that again. And then they proceeded to continue to play sort of ineffective uh, for most of the month of November. Yeah. So it's kind of a just sticks with you yeah it's tough it's tough to hold to do the whole they're trying to figure it out thing they are but you know there's got to be some some expectations attached to it or some you know real life consequences attached to it and that's i think that's kind of what they're facing right now all right we'll take a break nfl reaction overreaction is up next follow connor and mike on twitter at connor happer at mike j shaper you're listening to happer and shaper at Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. 